I totally think it says a lot you know about what I mean? you. I'm like that fluffy witchy friend that's like Yeah, totally. <laughs> the like, have you manifested has today? Your back. <laughs> Hi guys. I'm just here to remind um, you to journal, meditate, and manifest the shit out of your so life. So you're the manifesting witch, I'm yeah. the political bitch. <laughs> Friends by accident. Podcast hosts on purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment. This is Accidental Friends with Aline Degin and Kristen Mandela. We stand with the First Nations and Indigenous people of Canada. Every child matters. This episode, we are talking about social media. The dreaded. Yeah. <laughs> the, the dreaded social media. Our love-hate. So, our love hate, yeah. We have, we're doing another love it or hate it episode. Social yeah. media plays obviously such a huge part in our lives today, mm-hmm. and it definitely has its pros. And my God, does it have its cons? Yes. <laughs> um, so we are diving deep into our relationships with social media, how it started, when we first got our first cell phone. Oh my God! And kind of how we've developed boundaries, or if we haven't developed boundaries with social media. <laughs> I guess um, we'll find giving out. Giving everyone a fair warning. I have had a coffee, a full coffee, for the first time in months, and I feel like I could run a marathon on my hands right now so this is gonna be Chris, I'm an so interesting for episode this. Woo. why did we not do this every episode i know every time i should just uh take some sort of stimulant before, <laughs> before we record i literally feel like my brain is about to leak through my nose so let's go <laughs> all right aline my baby right. al how old were you when you first got your first phone Oh my god! Okay, I actually, like, kind of love like this. this. We're really dating ourselves, hey? We are really dating ourselves, <laughs> but like- I actually like love this story. Okay, so I was in grade six or seven. I think it was six because I anyway. Ooh, you were early. Yeah, and so however old you are, it was around like Christmas time. Like I think it was like November, December, and I was on the phone, like a home phone, of course, with one of my friends. For those of the people that don't know what that is, I used to literally have a, a rotary a phone at my grandma's yeah. house. Yeah, like a landline phone. Yeah. And so the other line started ringing and so I answered and they were like, hi, we're from Rogers, blah, blah, blah. And they like, I think they asked for my mom or whatever. And I was like, what is this about? As if I'm a freaking secretary. Yeah. And, and they were and like, what is this regarding? <laughs> hi, what is this regarding? So I can tell Anne. Um, and they were like, it's about the additional cell phone being added to the account. And I think at the time my brother had a phone because he was a couple years older than me. Right. Um. So I was like, I'm getting a phone. So I went to my mom and she's like, I was like, I'm getting a phone. She's like, oh, well, it was supposed to be a surprise for Christmas, but there you go. Also, why so, is this person at Rogers like completely just giving out information? Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. literally. I could now you have anybody. to like give like your social insurance number <laughs> to even have a phone call with somebody at Rogers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then I got like... I got the phone. My brother was graduating from our elementary school. So I'd be taking the school bus home. I don't think I would be taking it there. Anyway, my mom right. wanted me to have a phone for safety. For so safety. the only okay, numbers cool. I was like allowed to have were my family members. Right. Um, it was purely just in case. Like that was why people got phones It was purely just we in kids. case. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like the little blue, like almost like oh. oval looking like Nokia. The flip phone one? Not the flip phone. It okay, was like, like the a literal, yeah, like the size yeah. of my palm, I would say, blue right. Nokia phone. Love it. Yeah. I had a very similar. Did you? I had a very similar one, yeah. So when did I was you get si- your first phone? So I was, I think mine was maybe grade seven going into grade eight. Like okay, just, so I definitely knew I was in middle school, same thing. Yeah. But I got the Nokia brick phone. My dad got it for me. Dang. And I remember it was it's it was like the brown and beige like again like they made phones it wasn't cute but it was I was so excited about it yeah the yeah, thing yeah. was probably like 4.3 pounds like those <laughs> things were massive 
Um, and it had no internet. It had like a 30 text message. It was like kind of the same thing. Like my parents yeah. got it. If I needed to like emergency communicate with my parents, it wasn't like I didn't have all my friends' phone numbers on it or anything. I probably had a few friends, but like it wasn't a yeah. popular th- like not all of my friends had phones. No, like, you we just weren't all texting. For- and also phone plans were very basic. Like it was literally just mm-hmm. how many text the number of text messages you were allowed mm-hmm. on the phone and then everything over that you got charged for and then the number of minutes you got to talk on the phone. But if I ever needed to communicate with my friends, it was MSN chat or it was oh I was gosh. calling their home numbers. I still have like my three childhood friends' phone numbers, like their home phone numbers, yeah. like it, they are ingrained yeah, deep same. into my brain. I won't say them. I know Tevin's off by heart, but like, isn't that so funny? Like, yeah. it, it, what, I remember playing Snake on it. Did you have Snake on yours? Of course. Yours? Yeah. Of course. That was like the OG, the OG game. That was game. the OG. Yeah, totally. I know. Yeah, you're actually right. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I have my home phone, my grandparents' number, like, my parents, I think my parents like cell phones because my mom has had the same, or my parents have had the same cell phone number for like ever. Like 20 years, yeah. Yeah. And my, like two of my best friends who I would talk to on the phone all the time on That's my so landline. Cute. That would be. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I actually recently got my home phone number transferred as my cell phone number. Oh, that's Because we had it. It was our first number before there was even an area code. Oh, wow. It was our number. So um, like before they added 416 to it, because that was how few phone numbers yeah. I guess, there were in the area. And then they added, I remember when they gave us a call and they told us that there were going to be area codes added. And I had to re-remember all of my friend's phone numbers, but just like with the 416 added to it. Hilarious. And now I have it as my cell phone number, which is awesome because it was like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so nostalgic about things like I that. I kind of love think that too. I think it's nice. I yeah. Think it's nice. Like, otherwise, I'm just going to go to somebody random. Like, uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's so weird. I know. So, okay. So you got your first cell phone. Can I tell seven. a really funny story about it first yes, though? Yes, of course. Um, just to talk about like obviously now like you drop your iPhone in the toilet and it's broken or you drop it out of your car and the screen smashes and it's like $600 to fix it, right? right. But these Nokia phones like were a different breed. Oh, yeah. And I think every, everyone has a story like this. But literally I remember I came home from school because I lived very close to the school that I went to and I think I fell in the snow or something and my Nokia brick phone fell into a big pile of snow that was at the end of my street. Oh, God. Like at the end of my driveway. And I didn't realize it because, again, we weren't on our phones all the time. It was like Mm -hmm. when you got home, it was just in whatever pocket or I would just put it next to me, whatever. I wasn't like looking at it all the time, texting people. So I didn't notice right away. My brother went out to shovel the driveway, finds the phone, like shovels over it, finds it. We put it on the radiator (laughs) by our front hallway, let it defrost, and it worked the next day. It literally still worked. That's insane. Is that not wild? Like that these things wild. were literally yeah, yeah. impenetrable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were too, they were unbelievable. They were a you different could drop breed. it like you could oh literally God, throw could it on it? the floor and it would be fine. Because it had just a little black and white screen. Like you weren't. Yeah, what are you gonna do it with it? Unless yeah. you wanted it to break. It was yeah. not breaking. Totally. Okay, so back to social media. So you got yeah, your yeah, first yeah. phone in like grade seven. You grade said? seven, eight. Yeah. So yeah, then yeah. when did you get social media? So I remember vividly I got a Facebook account and this was going into grade nine mm-hmm. or ten. Tevin helped me set it up because I had no idea what it was and he obviously already had an account (laughs) and it was like I took a webcam and not like a webcam picture how you're thinking of a webcam picture it was just me smiling in in my webcam yeah um but it was still very early into the inception of Facebook. Facebook yeah because I remember yeah you know when people used to join like groups all the time I mean people still join groups on Facebook now but um it was all about keeping high school students off of Facebook it was like really? a group to, yeah it was like a petition or something it was like That's keep uh, 
yeah, like, because it had initially obviously been developed for university and college-age students, and they didn't yeah. want kids to be on the platform because it was, like, initially just made for older, like, young adults. Yeah. And I remember seeing that that petition, and I was like, oh, shit, like, are we not supposed to be on this? But then after that, it kind of, like, it was really not used for anything significant until later into high school when you used it for, like, birthday party events yeah. and stuff like that. But it still wasn't something that I was, like, going on all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my relationship yeah. with it was still very different. I don't how about think, you? I don't think Facebook, yeah, I don't think Facebook ever had that. Um, does MSN count as social media? No, right? That's just, like, a messaging. I mean, I definitely, I count it as, like, maybe, I don't know, it's social. I guess. Because I had that in, like, grade six, seven. I think it was probably the closest thing because you kind of, like, updated your – You updated your status little status. And this and that. Yeah. That's where I first initially put my Flatty McNoass. Like, when I made my <gasps> – I tried to reclaim my my bullied name. Yes, and then my dad added me on MSN and he was like, Kristen, please change your name. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. Oh, my God. That's, like, a that's a, that's a superpower move. Yeah. I'm going to take it back. I got, I had Facebook in high school, like most people. I don't think it was like early high school, probably like Mm. what, grade 11, grade 10, 11. When did you have it? Because then I probably. Same thing, like maybe maybe end of grade nine. Yeah. So then, and I got Instagram in 2013 when I was going to France. That's when I got, that's when it was made, right? 2013? I feel like it was 2010, 2011, but I don't know. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I don't know why. around then. No, because I think people had Instagram before I had Instagram. I didn't have like, I think I had a, I had just gotten like a, a Samsung or Maybe an Android. Yeah. So I got Instagram because I was going to France to like get a university credit. So I wanted Instagram and I was like, oh my God, I even remember my first Instagram post. I like distinctly remember me taking the photo being like, this is the shot. Right. And I was working this like super shitty office job and there was an ice cream truck outside so I obviously went outside to go get an ice cream because duh. Yeah. And I came back in and I posted like my shitty melted ice cream in a cup on my work desk, like with my computer in the background. And like, oh my God, that's how Helene. I posted my first like weak ass photo. And I was like, this that is hilarious. The shot. I got You're it. Like- <laughs> I got the money shot. This is it. My ice cream is the melting all shot. <laughs> Yeah, oh God. and then that's how I shot up to social media fame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's how we both became verified on Instagram. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I got Instagram, same thing, 2013 in university. Yeah. And I heard about it through my friend Nora, who used it as a photo editing app. Like, she had, like, six pictures mm. of the exact same picture yeah. edited differently with their different filters. Remember, like, the yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. all the different names of the filters. And... I remember her sister initially reached out to her and was like, that's not how you use Instagram. Like, it's like a feed. And we were mm-hmm. like, wait, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, And we were like, it's like a Facebook album. Because at that point, when you went out, you added oh things my to your Facebook albums. Yeah. So we were like, is that what it is? Anyways, we were so confused. And then that's when I realized that like, no, you just like you edit and post a picture and then it goes permanently on your feed and then people can look at your feed. But I had no idea that that's how it functioned. Crazy. I thought it was just a way to like edit cool photos, like to put like a crazy I know, sepia, the like sepia filter stuff. on it. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. Um, but it has such a different function and it wasn't like chats or anything like that. Like you followed a few people, but again, it was like very insular. You weren't following famous people for, at least I wasn't for a while. I don't think it was I really was just either. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I found like, I feel like the first time that I did follow like someone famous, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting a glimpse into their life. I know, right? And now yeah. I'm like, ew. I know. Did you have like, so what was your relationship with it? Like in the beginning then? 
Like were there I times? mean, it, it didn't take up a lot of my life. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like it had a very different function. It was far less user-friendly, obviously, mm-hmm. but like all phones at that point were less user-friendly. Like I remember, I guess I got Instagram right after I got like my first iPhone because up until then it was all BlackBerry. I don't yeah. know if you ever yeah. had a BlackBerry phone, yeah, yeah. but that's what I had. I had the BlackBerry. Oh my and God, I, I think, begged like, my that parents was like, to get yeah, BBM. Totally. And that was why like when I first met even like my friend Karis, like I got her BBM code and that mm-hmm. was how we first started chatting. Like when people didn't have BBM, I was like, how am I, I'm just going to text you like yeah. a plebeian. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? What are you, a peasant? <laughs> what, are, what are you? <laughs> um, it's like the, the equivalent of having like a green text message box now. I was like, oh you don't God. have BBM. You don't have yeah. iMessage. Ouch. Um, but yeah, like I don't remember, like obviously there was no stories or anything like that. So like yeah. whatever I was putting up was pretty curated. Yes, yeah, you're right. Facebook I was don't more remember. of like a photo sharing app than it was yeah. anything else. Obviously now it's not officially a photo sharing app anymore. La gasp. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it having very much of a an impact on my life. Like I wasn't, I wasn't comparison. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't yeah, looking at people being like, that, oh my yeah, God, yeah, yeah. I wasn't in that headspace yet. That was to come yeah. a little bit later once it became more of like a... a a fully formed kind of platform right it but just like kind of took on a life that of its first own. year yeah. it was just like okay cool another way to edit pictures but it, we were still very much posting things onto our facebook albums mm-hmm. i would say yeah so do you first think that there foremost. were times that like it got bad? bad i mean i know we've talked about like social media and it's like harms and stuff but like what was that Big what time. did that look like for you I mean, honestly, it didn't get bad until recently, mm. I would say. Like, I would really say in the past, like, few years is mm. when it had the most negative effect because that was when kind of that rise of the true Instagram influencer, the romanticization yeah. of life, like, the the heavily edited um, – what's that app called where you can, like, fully face change? Facetune? Facetune, yeah, yeah. Like, when you could fully, like, change the way your face and body looked. Mm-hmm. And when that was, like, a really popular thing. Like, I'm sure it still happens now, but I think there is also that rise of, that like, that hyper-realism inst- like, influencer that's, like, I have roles and I have that. Like, that's been more forefront now, I yeah. would say, than it ever has been. But at that time, like, I'd say maybe, like, 15 – like, 2015, 2016, 2017. You know what I mean? Like, when – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um – it was still definitely not new. Like it had definitely been established, but it was a different, a different environment. But still, and yeah, it had, there were like a couple, it's like you had had it for a couple of years and it's been around for a couple of years. So now it's like almost take, it started to take its toll. Totally. Like I was definitely more, I was spending more and more time on it mm-hmm. and I definitely found myself comparison, like uh, playing that comparison game yeah, yeah. of like what my body looked like, what other people were doing. And I think, Basically, I mean, this happens in life no matter, but I think social media really exacerbates that idea that like if you anything that you're kind of dealing with or working through Mm -hmm. gets really mirrored back to you in social media. It happens in a lot of your interactions as well. But I think especially with social media, if you have a problem with what your body looks like, Mm -hmm. you're going to be seeking out and like looking at people that don't look like you and you're going to give yourself a hard time. If you feel like maybe you're not where you should be in life. You know what I mean? Like those yeah, things become totally. more apparent by seeing other people. And I think when you are in a more vulnerable headspace, yeah. seeing people that are traveling the Maldives and traveling and doing all these things and they have your your dream body and they, yeah. they do all these things, it's it, it can be super detrimental. So Because it really makes you feel like, okay, they can do it. There's obviously something like missing wrong with me, me yeah. or there's something missing for me that I can't do it. Obviously, you're not seeing all the different things that they that right. might have gone into that you're also not seeing all of the great things that you're accomplishing and I think that's the one huge downfall of a social media is that you are you're always going to be behind somebody 
-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think if you're not in that critical headspace of being like, like you're all good, because you're also all going to be ahead. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I think you lose sight of that. Yeah. And not that it's always supposed to be a rat race anyways, but I think you kind of forget to appreciate and look at Mm -hmm. where you are and the things that you have because the person next door to you has a Tesla and you're like, well, fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think without... Meanwhile, they've probably just like rented it for the day to like take a picture. You know what? Yeah, exactly. I had no idea. Yeah, no, it's true. Exactly. And I think that's the hardest thing is that you kind of grow up. I'm so grateful that I didn't have it when I was even younger than I was. I got it when I I was in third year university. And if I had it even a year younger than that, I think it would have fucked me up even further than it already did. Because yeah. you don't have those critical thinking skills yet to like look at something with a discerning eye and be like, you don't have the re- ability is this to look at it objectively. Objectively, totally. And I think you're already going to be hypersensitive when you're in that framework already. Like if you're already kind of feeling like I was already feeling like, okay, I took a non traditional path. Yeah. I'm maybe like all of my friends are kind of renting apartments that are much nicer than mine or they've already moved out and I haven't and they have these jobs that are paying higher than whatever I'm getting paid Mm -hmm. but at the same token when I talk to people now they're like what like I would have way rather done what you were doing because I was traveling the world and even if I wasn't getting paid that much the experiences I was experiencing but I was still playing that game of okay well I'm behind yeah according to who I have no idea and then you find and then it filters through better exactly. than you in those insecurities if that even yeah so I think the role that I played at the beginning was much more like it was communication and it was connecting with your close friends it was the mm-hmm. MSN it was the BBM it yeah. was the you know what I mean yeah. the snapchat chats and all that kind of stuff yeah and then eventually it grew into that okay well what do they have I don't have that yeah. and it became a little bit of a toxic environment for me and I think a lot of people in general when you see people that look and 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 nobody was really doing that hyper realistic sharing because there was no stories right we were just sharing pictures so it was a highlight reel and it still is to a lot of like a large extent you know what I mean totally I completely but it definitely had a negative a more of a negative impact in those times where it was just kind of highlighting and hyper focusing on things that I was already insecure about yeah I mean how about you like like I would just echo everything. It just, I was super excited about it in the beginning. And I don't think mm-hmm. I, I didn't even think about it as like a, a photo sharing app. I just feel like I had no idea what it was. And I was, right. I was more excited about like, oh, it's so cool. It's new and exciting. And like, you can keep up with people that you maybe couldn't before. And it was like kind of overwhelming and weird to feel connected. But like, I say that so loosely to people mm-hmm. all the time. And at the beginning, when I had it, like, I was like, I don't even have the the cognitive skills to register that this is a highlight reel. You just get so right. excited that you're like, oh, my God, this is obviously this person's everyday life. Right. Like, they're always I mean, doing this. And that's how everyone also wanted it to be perceived, right? Yeah. So I think it was like, so I had like a very medium relationship with it but then <laughs> lukewarm <laughs> very lukewarm I was just kind of like okay I'm like really excited about it it's like highs and lows like I was so excited about it but then I was like oh I feel like kind of crap about it so right. there were times that I was like I I mean we you've done it too where I've just like deleted deactivated my Instagram and it was like sure. always I when did I that found with Facebook for a really long time yeah it was like like exactly like you said it was just when I was not happy in a certain part of my life like I wasn't booking auditions or booking shows and I'd see every single freaking actor in Toronto booking like all these crazy things it's like when you want to get a dog and then you see dogs everywhere or you think you're pregnant you see pregnant women everywhere it's just like one of those things that your brain looks for things that totally to to link what you're already thinking about yeah so I'd like relationships I see like every freaking happy couple in the world and I'm like 
I just oh, can't. I remember so, that. I remember that when you were like feeling badly and then all of a sudden like, I, was it like four friends got engaged? Like there was something that happened like, in a like, year and you were like, uh, I need to it. not go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, there was like, not? there was one time that one of my exes and I, the one for those, I guess, who have been listening, my first love, mm-hmm. one of our, like we had broken up or like stopped talking for the who fucking knows billionth time. time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, obviously very upset. So I like hated seeing happy couples on Instagram. Right. And so I obviously, How I deleted they? it. I know. How dare they be happy while I'm miserable? And so I deleted it for months. And the only reason I got it back, I literally remember being in Columbia, reactivating it, being like, oh, fuck, am I actually going to reactivate my account? Because yeah. the, I was traveling and that was the only way to keep in touch with people. Totally. And, and I, that for me was Facebook when I was also, I got I got Facebook back for that same reason because I went backpacking in Peru. Yeah. And I it's met like so many awesome people. Way. And I was like, I want to meet, I want to remember these people. Yeah. And like you get to follow their travels. And then I even did it a couple of years ago. I think that was the last time I deactivated it. Um, mm-hmm. Right before I moved into my place, I was working like crazy. I was working like five, six days a week. I was, because I was nervous about moving, I like wanted to save as much money. And I just like feel like I had a, I barely had a social life. Right. And because it was the summer, I was seeing all these people like live their best lives. And I was in work mode and I wasn't doing like anything fun. So it was making me feel like shit. So I deleted it for all of August. And like right before I moved in and I didn't even, I almost like didn't even want to get it back at the time. Cause I was like, I'm like loving this, but totally. I, yeah, I'm like not really down, but it just, it's very, it's always been when it's about the comparison game. Like there's been time. And that's where the hate it comes in. I think. Yeah, that's totally I love where it the hate for the connection. A hundred percent. And for the inspiration and the creativity and all that stuff. But there was literally one time that I'd come back from a vacation and I was like sitting or I had maybe done a few fun things in like the week prior. And then there was like two, three weeks where I was bored as hell sitting at home on my couch. So I was like Mm -hmm. uploading like throwbacks and I go into work and this guy that I hadn't worked with in a while was like, Aline, how's it going? He's like, I haven't seen you in so long. Like, it looks like you've been living your best life. And I was like, really? I was like, really? It looks like that? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I've been posting throwbacks. I've literally been at home on my couch. That is so And it kind of clicked. I was like, holy shit. Now I'm one of those people that. That's making other people that feel make, jealous. Yeah, <laughs> that people think is like out there living her best life. Meanwhile, I'm like living at home with my parents, like on my couch being like, ugh, I guess this is, was this was a fun time in my life. Yeah, totally. And it's just, it was such a click moment for me. But you're like, oh, wait, this is everybody's life. Everyone is doing this. Yes. Everyone's throwbacking while they're on their couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody is throwbacking, throwbacking while they're on their couch. dating myself. <laughs> that's yeah, a, totally. That's a new term. I know. But yeah, the same thing happened to me when I was traveling as well. Like you really do feel like you're, I mean, you're not going to post when you're just sitting. So it, it does kind of no. really promote that. I mean, now everyone posts everything all the time. But at that yeah. point, it was just like when I was traveling, it was a really big highlight of my life and a way to like show yeah. people that I was doing something that was really cool while I was gone. Yeah. Um, And like yeah. people would always say the same thing to me being like, oh my God, wasn't that like, that looked so incredible. And I was yeah. like, oh. So do you have a relationship? Like what's your relationship with social media now then? Because I mean, you've had, I feel like you've had ups and downs. So like, have you found oh, a happy sure. media? Yeah. I mean, not really. I would okay. say I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay. Nope. Um, I mean, it's been better and it's been worse. Yeah. I would say now I'm definitely I'm way more cognizant of the time that I spent on it, but I still get sucked into those like TikTok yeah. and those Instagram holes. You know what I mean? Where I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ, where did the half hour go? Like, have I even had a sip of water today? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and like that's something that I'm definitely trying to work out. I think especially 
when you're really busy or tired, like obviously having moved into this place only a few weeks ago and my schedule, I haven't really like nailed down my routine. So I think it's really easy to kind of just be like, okay, well today's just like a throwaway day. I'm just going to get my stuff done. And then that's how you kind of, yeah, get lost yeah. in those holes. Cause there's totally. not really that much structure, especially if you don't work a traditional kind of job, like how you and I both don't. So I'd say I'm still trying to strike that balance that works for me. Mm-hmm. My The best times that I've ever had with social media in terms of like mental health and like feeling good about it have always been when I'm spending the least and most mindful amounts of time on it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Where I wake up, I don't turn over and immediately open my phone. Uh, or if I do, I'm trying to like read an article or I'm trying to like watch a funny video or I'm just like putting on music, but I don't put social media on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's when I'm feeling my best. Yeah. And I need to get back to that, obviously. I do have a little bit of a hard time with tuning out specifically because I feel like... Tuning what out? Tuning out of social media. and Because I'm in a very unique like niche, I feel like, in social media where all of my... Like my entire For You page on TikTok and my entire Instagram feed is Uh, just people in like the social justice and climate crisis space, basically, like other than friends. So I feel selfish disengaging from those topics because I feel like I'm privileged that I get to just like tap out when I feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So it feels like this weird like fragility thing where I'm like, oh, fuck, like I don't have to deal with these things day in and day out. So I get to tune out when all these people that are living in these areas that don't get to don't have Mm -hmm. the option of tuning out. So I almost like torture myself with it in this weird like white savior way where I'm like, I don't get to. So I'm just going to like like fill my mind with dread and then yeah, I end up but being then it's super like, ineffective yeah I was just gonna say then how do you help other people if you're like totally and that's what I'm working through like honestly with therapy as well like trying mm-hmm. to get over like this privilege guilt that I have because it just like it doesn't help anybody you know yeah. what I mean like it, it literally makes me ineffective in the work that I want to do it makes me ineffective in general mm-hmm. and it damages my mental health like yeah so I'm trying to now develop a relationship where, A, I don't feel like I need to like dread scroll all the time being mm-hmm. like, there's 170 forest fires in Ontario right now. Like BC's in a state of emergency. Like, oh my God, I the, know. It's, the, it's the so flooding in Germany. And you're like, Jesus Christ, like there is, a, it because guess what? It's bad. The climate crisis is here. Things are really scary. I And I get that. But like, I also then take those that information and I'm like, okay, then I'm just going to sit on my couch, I guess. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, all yeah. it does is breed overwhelm and apathy. And those are the two things that make me not effective in yeah. the sustainable activism space. So now I'm just trying to like reconnect with nature. I need to, I need to do things that ground me yeah. more intentionally. And I think when we talked about this in the mental health episode, I was like, I now know not to let it get to a bad space. Yeah. I'm I'm letting myself get back to that space. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to so stop I need it to get like back. Five yeah, I need before. to totally. Yeah. And now that I'm noticing it, I'm like, okay, let's let's not pick up my phone every five minutes. You yeah. know what I let's mean? Like let's get back to journaling. Let's second. go back out for a walk. Like maybe yeah. I don't bring my AirPods. Maybe I just like walk and I listen to nature for once in my life. You know what I mean? Wow, I rarely do that too. I know. That sounds like a, such a nice Cause I just get like a little fatalistic, you know what I mean? When you hear yeah. only negative things, it's very easy to be like, okay, well like the world is ending. I'm just going to go, yeah. um, like lie down. And, like, it's like, I feel like that meme where it's like that dog in the room of fire and it's with like, the fire. I'm fine. Yeah. I was <laughs> actually I more sometimes. so thinking like, have you ever watched the Mindy project? Yeah, of course. I you know when Mindy Kaling like feels somewhere. really stressed out, she just like lies like on the floor, like on her floor on of her the... desk or on yeah. her office. Yeah. That's what I was picturing too. I love that show so much. I know it's so good. Um, 
I know it's really hard to create. I think it's hard to create boundaries with social media because there's so many uses of it. You know, like many functions now. It has so many functions now that it's like, okay, yeah, you can like take a break, and especially with the kind of work that we do, it is hard now to just like completely disassociate and disengage. So like, especially you see people that are on it, like you see like Victoria Paris on TikTok or something who grew to be like a million followers in less than four or in four to five months. And what she did is she posted like 18 to 20 TikToks every single day and then she would just delete whatever ones didn't hit. And I'm like, yeah, like she's on a different level of energy, but I'm like, okay, if she can do it, why can't I just do that? I know. I I think that all the time. And I just get caught looking at other people's videos. Yeah. This is how this happens. I also (sighs) think I'm like, there's so much money to be made in social media that I'm like, I just want to do that all the time. And then cue three hours later, I haven't taken a picture of myself in like four days. And I'm just like, I know your eyes are black, but on, (laughs) I have a, I now have on my Instagram, I have a timer. So nice. Whenever I've I've spent an hour on Insta, like a reminder will come up. I'm like, nice. okay, let's be honest here. Like a lot of the time I'll just press okay and continue scrolling. But sure. I will say that it does kind of help me be like, okay, I've spent an hour. Then I'll spend like little spurts of it instead of like spending another hour scrolling. Like I'll be more, any time that I spend after that hour is a lot more like a conscious right. spending on there. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah, go for Can it. Can you open your phone and go to the time spent, like the screen time calculator? I'm scared. How do I do that? <laughs> okay, swipe, swipe, swipe all the way left. Swipe. Okay, yeah. And then scroll down. There should be like a screen time. Oh. Do you see it? Yeah. Today? Yeah, we'll click on it because mine's only like 45 minutes. Oh, today, I mean, I did a bit of work. And oh, what's productivity and finance? Hey, I have that too. I think it's probably just... Oh, I've been on socials for 17 minutes today. Nice. Okay, so go to the week and see what your average is. I'm scared. I'm really scared. Oh, mine's pretty good. For the week? Yeah. What's your daily average? That's impossible. (laughs) Tell me what it is. Seven and a half hours. A day? That's not right. Is it, are you under total screen time or daily average? Alina. But I'm on, that's like my screen time. Yeah. It's not social media. You can see how many hours you spend on the actual apps. Oh my God, mine is so bad. TikTok beats out everything. I don't even know. How many pickups do you take every single day? Oh, fuck. So many. 117 was yesterday, I think. I'm at 95. Yeah average so i'm at th- my daily average is three hour three and a half hours but Your i also just spent the week for socials no for being on my phone oh that's amazing but it, i was away i was up north for the entire week last okay, week that's so i was fair. like barely on my phone yeah, that's yeah. why it's it's down 40 percent. it says oh yeah <laughs> so that's why so I mean, i'm just flexing on you for this often one week, time but- like i'll use it for i'll like be doing something on my laptop and then i'll have to be on like a social media account. No, of course. To it's do literally research. your job. I'm just wanting it to It is give literally you a hard time. my job. That's why when I see those numbers You're at like so months, it, I know it gives me a heart attack. So I'm like, I am not this person. <laughs> oh my God. Also, like, what have I looked at for the last thing? Mine is but, literally just, it literally shows for the last week just four and a half hours on TikTok. Yeah. On, okay. Is so peanuts. this is what I will say on Instagram, I've like muted and unfollowed like a ton of people. See, my, that's one thing that has thing, very much helped the boundaries. Yeah. Totally. My whole thing is if I would say hi to you in person, and if I would say hi to you in person, but I don't want to see your shit, 
muted. If I yeah. wouldn't say hi to you in person, unfollow. Definitely. Yeah. And it's like 100%. over the years, like you just accumulate so many random people. You'll meet them at a party. You'll meet them at this. And like, screw don't that. I don't want to see your stuff anymore. So now totally. my Instagram feed is curated of accounts that I love and that like inspire me and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. people that I really enjoy following, like people that I know or like, you know, and like and want to see what they're up to. Totally. My, when I get into a zone on Instagram where I'm like, ugh, my life doesn't look like that. I'll go to TikTok because TikTok for me is a very realistic view of my life. It like makes me feel like, oh my God, there's like a girl in Texas that's like going through what I'm going through. Or like, yeah, there was one funny comment on TikTok that was like, oh my God, I've never had a unique human experience. And I was like, that's what it feels like to be on TikTok. Sometimes it's like, oh my God, I've never, I've literally never had a unique experience. Everyone has felt everything that I felt, which is a very comforting thing. Very comforting. Yeah. And I honestly like actively have to remind myself that like, okay, Instagram is a highlight reel. TikTok, yeah. people are just like posting their like the loose, whatever. It's the streets. <laughs> yeah, this is the hood. Yeah. And Instagram is Rodeo Drive. Um, yeah. So I feel like when I've seen people, but also like I've seen people be a certain way on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that person is like living this part of their life. And then I'll speak to someone who knows them better than I do or like knows them, period. Yeah, and they'll be like, like, oh, what are you talking about? Their mental health like, is terrible. Yeah, yeah their mental yeah, health yeah. is terrible. They're in the middle oh, of they're a divorce. terrible couple. Yeah, they're like fighting yeah, all the time. Yeah. This person has body image totally. issues. And I'm like, oh, but oh, on the right. flip, I'm not going to sit here and be like Mother Teresa and be like, well, post that because yeah, I sure as hell don't, don't post anything like that on my Instagram. Totally. I'm yeah. so guilty of it. I'm only posting my highlight reel. I'm only posting things that make me happy that's or why I whatever. Hate Instagram. Yeah, I'm not, po- I'm not, I'm like, but that's the thing. It's like you have to create that boundary. I'm like, I want to keep that shit private. Like, I'm going to totally. keep my mishaps or trials and tribulations private i'm not gonna post a cryptic quote anytime i'm like going through something yeah like yeah, yeah. you know what i mean i'm not gonna those are so the I days of like the facebook statuses when you'd be like yeah post a drake quote and know who know has your back your yeah, yeah exactly like, what's this girl going through honestly like love it for the tea i want yeah. all of the tea i don't i want everyone else to do that i'm not gonna do that but i, I need to know if you I break mean, I'm up probably, i'm probably on the in-between of that where i still i still post some some weirdly private stuff sometimes but yeah but yours is more like it's kind of like your you are your brand now too. yeah 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 it's so, definitely different yeah i feel like it's with social media i think that like it's completely our responsibility to remember that this is not real life like i you can't put the onus on somebody else to be like they're only sharing their highlight reel they're only sharing like they're sharing filtered photos and you're like you know what fuck it let them share people don't speak up about certain crises and stuff and i'm like they're not journalists it would be irresponsible for us to get news like sources and stuff from only instagram influencers you know what i mean like Obviously, there are a lot of human rights crises that are happening all across the world. And it, yeah, it would be amazing if every single influencer that we talked to, like that we knew, was well, like, versed. A, like was adept, well versed yeah. in all these different things. That would be awesome. Not the reality. And honestly, I would find it more irresponsible if all of these influencers, but I, I follow so many people that are like, hey, I'm getting a lot of hate messages right now for like not speaking up for like this or this or this. I don't know enough about it. Like, here are some resources, but like, people need to do that work on their own instead yeah. of like expecting influencers to be like their one-stop shop for like every information source like it's just it's I not know. it's not reasonable and honestly it's it's irresponsible because that's yeah. also how a lot of false information is spread online yeah. you know what I mean that's just my there's so many there. times that I'm like oh I just want to be like I just want to like gain a big following on socials just because I know that there's money there but then I'm like <laughs> oh so I really want to spend do I really want to share that much of my life like yeah I, I could easily I think people could easily I mean I would love for an you to idea overshare. for me yeah. to overshare 
Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I already know it personally, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the world is ready for my overture. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. Me neither, honestly. Um, But I'm like, what was I going to say? Oh, I just don't want to share all that shit about myself to make that money. You know to what I mean? The, yeah, and I'm yeah, also no, that's not, fair. like, I'm also not... I'm way too sensitive. Like I can't handle having somebody oh God. like talk I'm, I'm shit about me. I'm just waiting to post something and just get like some negative feedback on it. And yeah. Be like, oh. <laughs> I literally, I can't. I'm not so, like these Gen Zers. You know what I mean? I can't. Uh, just take I can't it. can't take the harsh feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a soft, older I'm a fragile now. soul. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So, so okay, yeah, I guess. Bottom line is we like, a, we like a good boundary. It's a highlight reel. Yeah. You're supposed to enjoy it like anything else. And if you're totally. not enjoying everything it, then in moderation. get off of it and go for a freaking walk. Yes. You know oh, my I mean? God. Yeah, yeah. Call a friend. Yeah. Go for a walk. Yeah. I just think we put a lot of we put a lot of responsibility on it for us to, like, cure a lot of the things that we're going for. And I think there are yeah. – I've made friends on social media that are just my social media friends, and they're incredible. But honestly, I think the healthier boundaries and the less and more meaningful and mindful time that we spend on it, the better across the board. I completely agree with you. You got to put those boundaries up. So I guess like social media, I hate it or love it. The underdog's on top and I'm going to shout. I, I love some of it. I hate a lot of it. But I do. I, man, I love my, my TikTok for you page. <laughs> I know. Yours is so political. I don't know what is going on. Mine is so political. It's, oh my it's God. honestly exhausting. But every once in a while I'll get like a good funny one and then it's fine. Mine is like literally all manifesting like pulling, the universe. Oracle cards and Oracle stuff. cards. <laughs> oh Sometimes there'll be like really funny ones. But and you guys out there it. listening, tell us what's on your TikTok for you. Oh my gosh, I would love to hear it. <laughs> Honestly, I would I'd love. I'm so love curious. Me too. I think it says a lot about you. I totally think it says a lot you know about what I mean? you. I'm like for that better, fluffy witchy friend that's like. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, you have you manifested today? Your back. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm just here to remind um, you to journal, meditate, and manifest the shit out of your. So life. you're the manifesting witch. I'm yeah. the political bitch. <laughs> I'm getting that tattoo tomorrow. Yeah. I'll just get manifesting witch and you can get political bitch on I your I love visa. that so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So the coffee has hit. I probably need to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like my eyes are like not even in my Yeah, head. you're buzzing. Um, yeah, I am buzzing. But I love you. I love you. And, and um, also, I forgot to mention, I actually love social media. I'm going to say yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, I'm I love a, that. I'm a I love, love you. it. I love you. Okay. And I also wanted to say that this is the final episode of season yes! one of Accidental Friends. We are doing 12 episodes a season. Every single season is going to have a different theme. Thank you so much for listening. Thank We're gonna you. We're going to take a little break for August and come back in the fall with some more fun and hopefully interesting episodes. I mean, Yay! for you, they've been very interesting for us. <laughs> yeah, we've loved it. Um, we love But genuinely, we appreciate it so much. We are now over a thousand downloads and growing mm-hmm. every single week. And we appreciate every single person that has listened and downloaded. So thank you. Thank you. This has been Accidental Friends with Aline and Kristen. This podcast was created by us and produced by Chloe Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on Instagram at Accidental Friends Podcast and our website, AccidentalFriendsPodcast.com. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave us a review. We love you and see you in September.